Routines, Julia, would you change your name? Yes, I'm on the way. Hello, Anika. Hi. Would everybody take a deep breath? And bring your energetic center onto your physical center. Have this experience of being centered. If possible, please put your two feet on the ground. Make sure you have your feet on the ground. You're actually connected to Gaia. You can sort of check that out with your people in the Rage Club when you can't see their body, but you can sort of scan their energetic body. If people are you know, putting their feet up on the chair or whatever, you can feel that they just get off the ground. Just tell them feet on the ground and shoes off. I've had people wear shoes in Rage Club completely disconnected from, from the earth at that point. And the best is really socks off on this, whatever is freezing temperature, wherever you are. Okay, and from there, make sure that you have your grounding cord declared as needed. Count of three, please tell me the color of your grounding cord. One, two, three. Brown, light blue. And present a bubble of space. And please declare the eight point of the Rage Cup Space Holder Training space. I don't know if I've ever said this, but from when you have the, the golden cube of workspace, which in this case is uh whatever, bend kind of the, the space continuum to include everybody around the world, make a grounding cord on the space that's about 10 to 15 centimeters across diameter, a grounding cord from the bottom of the space to uh, the center of Gaia. And you have a grounded space. Usually the grounding cord of a space is black. Just keep it black because you can, you can also somehow use it as, because the top is black and it's at the bottom of the, the energetic space, it kind of acts as a uh, ongoing black hole. And so it kind of keeps putting the, putting the energy down and bringing it into Gaia. We haven't really talked about uh, making black holes, but, and which, <clears throat> In some ways on an online space, especially when the group is divided into breakout rooms, then I haven't really felt the need to make black holes for groups of three when there's one person feeling. So there's just one person feeling, usually the space doesn't get filled up. And it can happen sometimes that you do mass process. Like for example, in an intro introduction to Rage Club, you'll have everybody twist the towel. And when, when you can, you can feel this, like the, the, the space getting filled up with all this energy from the, the emotions. It's just really the old past emotion. And it really can have sometimes like creatures sort of can feel when people are just pulling out some kind of demons or, or old, old creatures, energetic vampires. Or so when you're working in a mass um, process like that online, don't, don't forget, like kind of keep, paying attention to make black holes and then vanish black holes. So you make a black hole. When I do it in a space like this, 20 people, 25 people, I make it about whatever, 60 centimeter across, and it looks like this. 70. 
and then it just goes boom. So the entire energy just gets uh, sucked in into the black hole, down into Gaia, and you vanish it. And when you feel the space getting full again, you just make a black hole again. So I just want to be, everybody's clear about black hole, how to make black holes, correct? Yeah, great, super. I just mentioned that, um, I just want to say it because it might happen. Well, one thing, if you're doing physical uh, rage club and everybody's, you, even if you split in pairs, you split in groups of three and everybody's going through an emotional healing process, then you, you need to make black holes in the main space when people are, even when they're in breakout rooms, you'll just feel it in the space, it just gets filled. And then people, when the space is filled, people have less, there's so much resistance for more emotion. It's just too much resistance. And you, you, if you black hole the space, boom, vanish the energy, then all of a sudden there's no more resistance. They can go to the next layer, to the next wave of emotion. And don't, there's not so much resistance. And if you're holding space for process and you can feel these kind of, um, you, you, it's sort of really demon. It has this particular scream. When people have this particular scream and you get it, it's not their voice. It's something else screaming through them. This can be sort of whatever, um, uh, energetic entities, demon, old ghosts, some stuff that they took on from other people then at that point, you don't put them down the black hole, the creatures, the energetic entities, you open a white hole in the ceiling of the space. It's a white hole. Same way you declare it with your energetic body, white hole. Usually I kind of use my physical hand to, to like send the creatures basically to the light where they get to start over. They get to just start over. So you throw them in the light, close the white hole. And then again, if there's more coming out, open the white hole again. And um, yeah, it's sort of like, it's sort of a, the way I, it is for me, it's sort of a tornado. So I, I kind of throw them and, and in the movement of this kind of twister up there and then close the black hole. Also, if you're doing, and, and this is really, I, I highly recommend for you to do this. How many people have done um, the choice of floor processes in lab? So diaphragm process, relationship space, clean out, um, and Faltung, sexual space clean out. How many people have gone through this initiation themselves? At least one or, or a few of them. Okay, so any initiation that you've been through, so any of the, there's now this 13 floor process. So the one, so the common one is the diaphragm process, it's the fear process, relationship space clean out, sexual space clean out. In Faltung, in German, it means unfolding. This is a expanding your being uh, process, a dying process, the birth process, um, giving back the fears. This is a great one, giving back the fears. I don't think that's 13, but anyway, there's a website called 13 Processes. The ones that you've been through, now you can hold space for them. Okay, but you need to go through it so you can, you, you know how it's, you have a sense of the experience of uh, what does it feel like to go through the, the process. And you can do one-on-one -on -one session, do floor process with people. And, and they don't need, it doesn't need to be a lab space. Okay. This is, a, it can easily be, it can easily be done in a, a emotional healing process space or possibility coaching space. And you, and you just, yeah. 
Sibylla, you I had a big story that that's only allowed to only allowed to do in lab spaces. So I feel a lot of joy with you saying that because yeah, I've done most of them and I'm itching to to actually provide that space. Yeah, it, totally. This Wonderful. is process fit. And, and for those of you who have not done them and some, you know, if one or more of the processes, you're just like, God, I want to do this one, you know, relationship space clean out, sexual space clean out, or the diaphragm, just ask anybody here uh, to hold space for you. And then, and then when you've gone through it again, then you can deliver it. And it really is. So it changes people's life. It really, this pulling out all this shit, from uh, like the, the relationship temple of all this shit that you've put in there, your father, your mother, or the movie, your ex-boyfriend, partner, husband, ex-husband, whatever is stuck in there. It's preventing you from actually relating in the present. You have very few space to be relating in the present. So both of those, this is for the relationship space clean out or the sexual space clean out. Some of you really need to do this because as a space holder, it, your relation your your relation happen in the present so if you only have 10 percent 20 percent 30 percent of free space of relating that then your spaces are your 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 ability to be in this being to being connection intimate vulnerable connection with your people is is small is like really shaky really unstable so do you know what i'm talking about about this you're in relationship and it's always kind of unsure, uncertain, kind of weak. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? Yeah? Yes. Great. So if you have that, just go through the process and go through the process again, even if you've done it, because you've worked through some layers and you can work through the next layers of this um, relationship space clean out. Great. Any questions about about this black hole white hole black hole what yeah, is, I have a question you go yeah thanks why is it white hole a white hole is a, a hole that opens a doorway to um what the the light like the 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 archetypal domains of the upper world kind of the the blinding light and so the kind of demonic vampire shadow entities that are they're not bad these creatures are not bad they've just been stuck in the middle world you know the world the human world they've been stuck for example uh it could be that some of you are sensitive that you go in a house and you can feel ghosts how many people can feel ghosts here you can have communication with ghosts yeah so i'm not really but that's an example of uh, an energetic entity. So I, I don't know if you know this, but would I, the way I deal with ghosts today, I, I say, hello, I say, hello, you know, and then they say hello back. And I say, what, you know, what are you here for? What can I do for you? And usually it's like, they have a message that they need to pass on. And until they've passed it on, they're stuck because their job is to give on the message. And so if I receive the message and I can give it to, so the house or the landowner or um, the space holder, then they say, okay, I'm, I can go now. And they usually go. So anyway, that's one way to deal with ghosts. But those uh, more like these demon, they're just ready to start over. To, 
get a get a new life. Does that answer your question, Monica? Does that answer your question? I would need a yes or a no is your voice. Can you yes, thank you. Yes, yes, sorry. My great. internet is unstable, but yes. Okay, great, thank you. Thank you. Sibylla. I'm curious about the colors of the grounding cord. Is there any difference with whatever no. color people have? Doesn't it doesn't mean anything. It really doesn't mean anything. Before all the grounding cords were black and then at some point people started noticing that they were changing colors and that's it. I usually, if I'm going into, uh, if I'm holding space for the underworld process, for example, gremlin hunting and I have a white grinding cord, I will change it. Because it's, it's just not a upper world space. So I change it to really any color, it doesn't have to be black. Okay. It is something, yeah. Thank you. I, I often notice that mine is two colors. Okay. <clears throat> did it did it change something when you twang the your grounding cord last week when we did the twanging? I didn't I didn't I didn't really connect with that process. It was I was getting a bit in my head with it. And I have tried it since, but yeah, there's maybe something to check. Okay. Well you could just whatever when you when you have more of a space, when you want to practice this, just twang it and if if one of the yeah. colors fall out, you know, they have different shapes. Often for me, it's, when it's a black shadow, these are entities that just twing them and they just fall off and then they yeah. go into Gaia. That's yeah, often, it looks kind of like a, a vine or something like that yeah. with, 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 with kind of just stuff growing on it. Okay, yeah. that's definitely entity. So just do it right now. Just do it right now. Grab a, a golden pearl, kind of a big golden pearl. And instead of, yeah, grab, and Jay, just keep your eyes closed. Instead of having the golden liquid go um, around your, your bubble, just have it go straight down your grounding cord from the inside, okay? So grab the golden pearl, drop it from above your head. Yeah, let it explode at your center. And then let it go down, just keep, let it go down your grounding cord. I get a bunch of sadness. Okay, you feel sad because? Uh, like, uh, yeah, then questions in my head around what the fuck's going on. But yeah, sadness because of like having to let something go or um, yeah, it's like a part of myself. Okay. Yeah. Well, maybe they've been there for a long time, Jay. You know, maybe you've called them, you've called these little entities to eat part of your energy for a long time. Does that make sense to you? Yeah. How old? So since when? Since, uh, since I started smoking cannabis, 16, 17, 18. Okay. Okay. So since you were 16 years old, let's say 16, you've called these little energies to eat your own energy so that you wouldn't have so much energy. You know, you wouldn't be too much. Yeah. Yeah. And so talk to them, say hello, hello, Vine, or hello, whatever you want to call them. Uh, it's like... Um, Wait, yeah, Jay. Like and, yeah. So just say hello. Just say hello, hello, and give them a name. Yeah. Hello, entities. Okay. Say, thank you for saving my life. Thank you for saving my life. 
No, I called you in when I was 16 years old. I called you in when I was 16, 17 years old. Because so that, what was the purpose? Uh, so that, so that I wasn't, um, so that I could, so that I could hold myself together. Yeah. Yeah, you wouldn't have this energy that goes out. <laughs> yeah. Um, Are you ready to change your mind about these events? Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I am ready to change my mind. So just tell um, them, you say, I've um, learned since I was 16, I've learned a lot of stuff. I've been on this path of evolution of growing up. <laughs> yeah. I've been, uh, since I was, uh, since you arrived, I've been on this path of growing up yeah. and I don't need you to hold me together or hold me down or limit me anymore. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can you say that, Jay? What that is? Uh, I've changed my mind. Wait, 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 Jay. There was a feeling. There was a big feeling there. Yeah. What was it? I feel scared. Because? <laughs> I feel scared because they've helped me to um, to keep it together. They've yes. helped me to. Uh, <laughs> What's the fear about now? <laughs> oh, it's an old fear of being too much and being out of control, and being lost. Uh, yeah, being lost. What does that mean, being lost? Uh, <laughs> and, oh, in the midst of being stoned and lost and spaced out, and that uh, I wouldn't uh, find my way back. Okay. Uh, yeah. And Jay, <laughs> and Jay, one of the things that you've learned is to inner navigate your feelings. Uh, you know, when you say I'm lost is that you couldn't inner navigate, you know, anger, sadness, mm. fear and joy. And they were huge. When mm. at that age, they were just huge. Yeah. Because you had a connection. You had a connection to the world. You get it? But a 16 years old teenager in the patriarchy cannot. <laughs> it cannot have a connection <laughs> to the world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's very painful so you had to do this to yourself you really had to do this it was it was a survival move yeah you would not have survived without this without them uh. <laughs> yeah uh. <laughs> yeah 
Try to not mix Because I'm coming to this space and there's a bunch of fucking stuff in here from my son smoking and getting spaced out at the same fucking age. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I feel angry. Uh, yeah. yeah. Because I feel angry because my stepson's um, smoking stuff is here in this space. We cleared it out the other day, but there's still a couple of jars of weed. And, uh, and it's the same fucking thing happening for him. Fuck, it's similar anyway. Ah! 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 Jay, you're mixing your emotion right now, and, and then it's yeah, a mess. I get it. Ah. It's a mess. Ah. So navigate them one at a time. You can do this. Jay, Jay, yeah. Jay, pause for a second. Just pause. You have learned to inner navigate anger, sadness, fear, and joy. Yes? Yes. Okay, now you, you are mixing them together. They were not mixed before. You are mixing them. Yes. Okay. So don't do that. And take the next wave. <laughs> Just sadness. Great. <laughs> and then you say, I feel sad because. I feel sad because I see a generational. Jay, just, Jay, Jay, pause for a second. Pause for a second. Yeah. There's a way that your heart can speak, but, but you go to your mind. You let the information go to your mind and then your mind speaks what your heart has to say. So don't let it go through your mind. Just let this, I feel sad because of this. It's very simple. You can do this. Yeah. No stories. There's no need to be of stories of the mind attached. So go ahead. Uh. <laughs> I feel sad because of how long I've been lost. This parts of me been lost and hidden. I feel sad because I limited myself and I felt allowed the fear to to mix. Um, and Jay, you're learning right now. You're doing great right now. See how at the end you went back in your head. Making story, oh, I'm mixing fear. You are not mixing fear right now. Yeah. Right now, you're not mixing fear into your sadness. <laughs> okay, that's a new experience, but you can do it. Just feel sad. And you did super <laughs> letting your heart speak without it going through your mind. Yeah. Uh... Yes. Do you see that if you let your heart speak, the sadness gets big, you say what it is, and then it's heard, it's completed, and then it goes down. Yes. This is how your heart works. Without mind stories, 
to glue it like to it's like the stories of the mind will glue it all together from long time in the past to long time in the future and then then you're lost then you're lost because you're not in the present with yourself just feeling sad so can you do it with the next feeling just take the next wave Uh, it doesn't have to be huge. Doesn't have to be huge, just as it is. Uh, yeah, I feel scared. Yes. I feel scared because I don't know how it goes without without mixing these without these entities holding me together. Okay. You're afraid because you don't know how it goes when you have all these entities eating your energy and you're mixing your feelings. Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah, and I feel angry. Yes. Because I want access to my energy. I want access to my grounding cord. I want access to my power. Jay, check it out right now. Yeah. Check it out right now. Do you have access to your inner resource of feelings right now? Yes. Yes. So when you say I want, you're still in a in the future. Yeah. So that's your mind. Because you're blocking the experience of God, I can I can say, I can sense, I experience myself feeling angry. That is the power. That is your power. Uh, something about relaxing. What about it? Yeah, I was, I was, I was tensing and holding myself together. Which feeling is relaxing? Sadness. No. Joy. Yes. Ah. <sighs> This is low-level joy. Yeah, I can feel this. Um, wait, wait, clear. wait, Jay, don't go back in your head. When you say, I can feel, you go back I in your see. head. I feel I joy see. because. I feel joy because there is a clear energy flow in the middle of my grounding cord. I still notice this, like, um, covering kind of on it wait jay just pause it. just pause look joy is a lot simpler than this yeah. just let your joy speak without going letting the feeling go into your mind and analyzing just say yes i can relax into my grounding cord yes no mind story just the experience unmixed so tell now talk to the entities and say look i've learned to inner navigate i've just proved it to myself i've learned to navigate my feelings 
and I've just proved it to myself. Yeah. I don't have to be lost in this mixing and this mind story anymore. I'm not lost. Yeah. Mixing and in my mind story about the past or the future. Yeah. Anymore. So, so I don't need you. I've got this covered. I don't need you anymore. I can hold now. Great. So grab a golden pearl in your bag of things. Grab a golden pearl. Great. Put it above your head. Let, let it drop. Explode in your center. And the energy go down your grounding cord. And then grab your, take your physical hand in between your legs and twang it like a guitar string. And you say goodbye. Goodbye, entities. Goodbye, entities. Doing. Are they falling off? Can you feel they're falling off? Yeah, they were falling off already when I dropped the. Yeah. The yeah. It's just like, it's like cracked old skin falling yes off. totally just grab another golden pearl so it just cleans it off cleans off your your grounding cord great great let it explode yeah 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 <laughs> yeah And just and just say it. Um, just say it. I feel from your heart. I feel sad and connected to myself. Okay, connected is another feeling. I feel sad in connection to myself. There's this another feeling true. there. It's one that you, uh, you know, you learn to block a lot. Yeah. It which is people there. What? There's some fear. Okay, it's another one I'm talking about. Which one is it? It's I not feel angry. I feel angry. To create clarity. Yes, and it's still it's it's not that one either. <clears throat> you said sad. You said scared. You said angry. What's the last one? Joy. Yeah. I feel joy to relax in my body and be connected. Yeah, Jay, you have banished this joy. This is low level joy, low level joy, whatever, six, seven, eight percent joy. I get my energy back. I get my grounding cord back. I get my heart back. Just keep your eyes closed. I want to say something. As you're on this path of evolution, if you block, resist, 
deny the joy, then the path is, there's a part of it that is miserable. Where's the exploration? You know, where's the adventure? Where's the celebration? Where's the connection? If you don't have the joy, that is not there. So when, when you sense this relaxation, this relief, this connection, this is all joy. I don't know if you knew this before. That is low level joy, less than 10%. Feels good. Well, it feels joy. Yeah, it feels open and flowing. It feels joy. It you see, you're putting joy. a story. You're putting a story on what joy is. It's good, it's open, it's flowy. Forget it. Yeah. That's your mind. <laughs> Just, it feels joy. That's the experience of joy. Less than 10%. It doesn't have to be big. It doesn't have to have huge laughter. This is joy. You can open your eyes whenever you're ready. Try to not nod, just let it in. Just let it in. There was a lot of value for everybody here. <laughs> <laughs> try to don't make a story about it if you have an experience of a feeling let it come no stories no stories that was great thank you Thank you, Jay. And thank you, Anakwa. I want to just point out one thing that happened because it I just came out of a five-day expand the box, and that was also my experience, is that this mixed emotion is a survival strategy. It's an old, it's an old pattern of it's an old survival strategy from the past. But at some point in your life, you were not allowed to feel angry. So therefore you mixed it with your sadness and feel depressed. Or you, you have a survival strategy of feeling alone for such and such reason. And so you just make your, mix your fear and your sadness together so that you always feel alone. That feels like home. Feel hopeless or despair. That feels like home. Those are, the big, those are the big ones. Okay, when it's a survival strategy made as a decision, as a survival strategy, as a way to survive, the healing process is unmixing the feelings, unmixing the emotions. Put your hands in, you pull it out, and you have a, a feeling, in, an emotion in one hand and an emotion in another hand, and you make piles, make piles of those emotions. After 
often four, five, six, sometimes even seven layers of unmixing, which you end up often with all four emotions, possibly all four emotions mixed. Then you can put them back one at a time as pure emotion. The way it works is you tell your client to take them with your physic with their physical hand and you and you put them in your heart, put them, tell them to put them in in their heart, and then let the, the pure emotion get big and say what it has to say from the heart. Okay, you get the information. Okay, this is really one of the main purpose of the feelings is to get the information. We're not doing catharsis. Catharsis is you, you, you're just screaming. You're just letting it out, out, out. There's no clarity. Catharsis does not have clarity. In possibility management, we do cathexis, which is using the clarity of the informations of the feeling to create transformation. The fact just to be heard, just that the feeling is heard, I feel sad because, I feel angry because, is then there's a completion. Finally, the incomplete communication is heard and can be completed. And then it's, it, it's a huge step of healing. It's really a big step of healing. Okay, so then you do it with all four feeling, often starting with the anger, then usually the fear, then the sadness, then the joy. It's not a rule, but it's sort of usually. So also follow your own instinct in that, in that case. Okay. What Jay was doing is different, is that he was feeling all of them right now and he was mixing them right now. So that you can't, you can't heal with unmixing. The healing is learn to inner navigate your heart and don't mix them right now. You know, you could say that, stop doing it, stop mixing it. Take the first one, the biggest one, and you feel it and you say, I feel sad because, and then as a space holder, you can repeat back, you know, there's often there's one, two, three sentences. And then you, you saw with Jay, it went up and then it went down when it was heard. Could, you could see that everybody it went up and then it went down. Yeah. Then, and then you say, okay, next wave, next feeling, which one is it? And then, okay, pure, not mixed. You keep saying that, just do it pure. And then you get the information and repeat it back. And then the next feeling. And, it, and this is called learning how to feel, learning how to inner navigate your heart. So this might, you might need to do this in your rage club. And it, so it's fine to not just do rage because the rage, when you, when you start doing high intensity rage, you blow out the tubes these feelings tubes that have been filled up with all this crap that you've swallowed because you weren't, you know, you weren't feeling. There's just crap in there, you know, voices and spider webs and dirt and little crawling spiders or whatever. And just when you, when you, when you do high intensity feeling, stalation, basically, you blow out those tubes and finally there's space for the energy to circulate, not just the anger the fear and the sadness and the joy. Okay, so when that comes up, people don't know how to inner navigate. I don't know if you remember when you were starting to learn how to feel, it's just like, God, all this stuff is happening and I'm lost. You know, that's what Jay was saying, and I'm lost. It's just, 
because it's a mess. Okay, well, then you say, this is the territory of anger, pure anger. Territory of sadness is pure sadness. You move them into the territory and have them have the experience of what it feels like. The experience. Okay, and in addition, one of the survival strategies from Jay is to have the, the experience of the emotion and then go up in his head and be like, and figure, and then everything that makes him angry or sad or scared comes up. And there's this and this and this and this is everything, but not right now. It's just the now is real. Jay's now is really big until we brought it up to now and it let the heart speak without going through the mind. The heart has very short sentences, very simple words. So if there's and 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 and, and that's the mind. The feeling is, I feel angry because this, punt, whatever, period. And then another sentence, another information. Great. Any questions about, about this, about this internet? Yes. Dara first and then, yeah. Yes, I experience now seeing and um, witnessing Jay's process that even if I'm bubble centered, grounded, my solar plexus, I feel a certain fear and like some, such an electric energy, like stuff going through me. And I often have that. And I had several emotional healing processes with that. And I feel still there is often like, especially with dark entities, demonic stuff coming into my field, even if I hold my boundaries or do. And my question is, do you have any possibilities or see anything or feel anything that I am not aware of? Okay. There was no demonic entities in Jay's process. Yeah. Yeah. I, okay. I, I often feel that if it's like, it's, I don't know if it's like it gets twisted and I've experienced that as this. Look at, look at, this is what maybe is happening. The solar plexus is the chakra, is the center of creativity. Okay, it's the creation center. Okay, when you're creating, you feel fear. So there's, there's a connection between the fear and the creation, especially the navigating the unknown. So if you were connected with Jay and you're holding the space, then you would have probably insights, impulses, you know, what to say, how to navigate the space in a nonlinear creative way. So that could be it, that you're feeling a feeling of fear. You're never, you know, you're holding the space, you have this connection and your solar plexus being one of your, your whatever center of creation. So I don't, I don't check it out. If it's that, it does not need healing. It just needs clarity. This is what is happening. So how does that, what about that? I will experiment with that. It feels, there's a certain truth that I feel in my body. I can't, I don't know from my mind, but it feels like, yeah, it makes me more present and I see, or I can, yeah. It's like my anger is waiting and separated from the fear. This yeah. is what I sense now. I have both, but I can be either be clear and sharp or with the fear, but not really then using the fear to navigate. Yes. And then the, the anger is for speaking. 
Yeah. Making distinction yeah. for navigating. Yeah. Okay. There's the gap. There's this. Yeah. That's the point. Yeah. Super. Thank you. Cool. Thank you. There was somebody else. Was it Habet? No, it was me. I had a question. You said there the mix, the mixed emotions, where the um, survival strategy, and then you said something about the fear pushing down the no, the joy. Sorry, pushing down the joy. So yes, it was like a survival strategy. I um, don't get it. <laughs> I didn't get it. So I just wanted to ask what I didn't get. Okay. I asked Jay a couple times, what is that feeling? When he said, I feel relaxed, I feel connected. Yes. And then he would give me sadness and he would give me fear and he would give me anger and he could not say the word joy. Yes. You, did you notice that? Yes. Okay, well that tells me something. How come out of the all four feeling, there's no, you know, if they're all neutral, they're all forces, they're all inner resources. Why is the joy always missing? Well, and also I, I know Jay a little bit. We've been, I've, you know, I've met him and kind of can scan him. And then there's this part of the ecstasy, you know, this ecstasy of this work. Where is it? Where is it? And so, and that's the joy, you know, the joy is missing. Okay, well, that's a, probably a gateway for an emotional healing process of, you know, when, when did you banish the joy, Jay? You know, when did you, when did you put that away? The ecstasy of being on a discovery, you know, exploration path, a discovery path. So you could bring it to your next EHP. Cool, thank you. But, and Jay, really practice this short, making your now short, three seconds, minimize your now, and then just let the feeling speak without all the mind stuff. And you can tell your space holders, you know, I need to do this slowly. So don't ask me all these questions. You know, don't ask me the why questions, for example. Ask me what I feel. So you can negotiate with your space holder that that's what you're practicing. Very short sentence. And then you don't have to be lost. Yeah. I would like to know. So in this instance, I, I have the story that Jay could take the feedback of like, hey, don't go in your head, go into your feelings because he's got access to his feelings enough like that, like that the feeling is there that he can just drop back in and he probably has hold of his gremlin and whatnot that he, you know, he'll just go, okay, I'll just do it. And so my question is, if I work with someone who hasn't done that much feelings work and I see they're going into their head, how to navigate that in a way that, you know, by me, because if I was going to say, oh, but you're going into your head right now, stay connected to your feelings, someone might go, oh, what? Like, then they might actually stay in their head rather than going back into the feeling. Like, that's my fear. I hear your fear. My experience is that 90% of the people are totally connected with their feeling. I just came out of an expand the box. On the second day, we did emotional healing process. 90% of the people were feeling more than 50% of all feelings, of all emotion. Like, not really joy, but anger, sadness, and fear, they could feel more than 50%. And... So if somebody is going up in their mind, I just keep saying that you go, you go up in your mind, you know, and then you say, say what you feel, go, up, you know, go into your heart. But usually I would open three doors. 
Okay, if they don't go through the three doors, a hint for me is that they have a block. They have an energetic block that is preventing them from feeling. And you go in there. Where's the block? You know, what's the what's the the material? What's the shape? What's the temperature? What's the purpose? When did you put it there? Do you know these? Do you know these questions to sort of get a grip on the block? Yeah. Everybody yeah. know these questions. Not in this way. I'd like to know them, but clear. Okay. So when you have when you notice that somebody can't feel, then one of the possibilities is this energetic block. So how many people had energetic blocks that would block? The purpose was to not feel and remove them. Okay. So most people. I mean, it makes sense to stay numb. It's a very powerful way. So when you get that, you just say where. Where is the block? People get it immediately. Where is the block? And then you, you ask, what is the shape of it? What's the shape of the block? So is it a brick? Is it a sphere? Is it a, a, a plate? You know, whatever. So then it's what's the material of it? What, what material? You know, is it brick? Is it metal? Is it a fog? Is it a cloth? Whatever. People make up a lot of stuff. Then it's uh, what you can ask, what color is it? What's the color? Then what's the, the weight? And then you ask them in grams, in kilograms. Okay, it's not heavy or, or light. You want to know exactly how many kilograms. Then you move on to temperature. And again, you do it in, in Celsius grad or Fahrenheit if you're working with Americans. Okay, but it's not cold or, or hot. You want to know the exact centigrade. Okay, and then it's, what's the purpose? So what is the purpose of it? And then you can, and then you keep going and it's, okay, when did you put that block in? That's question number six. When did you put the block in? How old were you? And I, as, usually I take the youngest age. If they say, well, three or four or five, like Jay said, 16, 17, 18, I take the youngest age, go back to the, try to go back to the, the first time, whatever the first moment, how old were you? And what was happening? What was happening that you had to put this block in? Okay. And then the, the, usually the process is then really people need to feel, this is not a thinking process. People need to really feel this, the grieving, the, the pain of having to put in that block of what happened to them and having had to put that block in. So if they're not feeling, it doesn't work. So it's, I know it's kind of the chicken and the egg, you know, who came, who comes first? Because if you haven't removed the block, they can't feel, but if they can't feel, they can't remove the block. So it's, you know, there needs, there needs to be enough pain. There needs to be enough, you know, I don't want this anymore. I want to, I want to feel, I want to really feel. That's the point. And then it's this thing of, okay, well, this, you put it then because this was happening. It was a survival situation. And okay, now you're in a different circumstance. Your circumstances are different and you have learned some stuff along the way. You know, if they've come to you, they've built matrix, they've learned stuff and you can ask them to say, what did you learn? Okay, I've learned to sort of keep my center. I've learned to, 
um, say yes or say, say no, say stop. I've learned to make some boundaries. I've learned to observe myself. So a few, like four or five things that they've learned that makes their circumstances different. And then when they get that, then you can say, okay, are you ready to change your mind about having this block in? And if they hesitate, it's fine. Just say, okay, you're not ready. Just being aware of the block is already huge. So if they don't have a clear yes, leave the block in. And then if they say yes, then, then you give them this script of, um, I have changed, okay. So oh God. you have them talk to the block. This is how it goes. Hello block. And then you wait for the block to answer. And you say, and you tell them to tell the block, what happened when I was three years old, this was happening in my house. And so I had to put you in. Do you remember? Do you remember when I had to put you in? And often the blocks remember. And then you say, thank you for saving my life. You saved my life. The person say all this. And I have changed my mind. I have learned new things. I'm ready to have my life back, my feelings back, my heart back, whatever the block is blocking, whatever the... I'm letting you write. Just that's the kind of the script that you give your client. Okay, and at, at that point, when, you, when they've said that, they tell them to put their hand wherever in front of the block, in front of where the block is. Put your hands in front of where the block is and the block will slide out. It's not a battle with the block. It's not a, you're not fighting the block. The block gets it, it will come out all by itself into the hands, when it's all in the hands, you let it, you tell your client, let it float out. You tell your client, there's another little boy or girl who needs this. They say this to the block. There's another little boy or girl who needs this block to save their life. So this is gonna to go to another little boy or girl. They lift their hand. You make a hole into the space, make a little hole. You click your clicker, make a little hole into the golden cube until the block is out. When the block is out, close the space and the block will just go to the neck, the little boy or girl that needs it. A couple more things. Some of the client will say, oh no, I don't wanna give it to somebody else because it was so painful for me. I don't want anybody else to feel it. And you tell them, yes, and it saved your life. You needed it. You needed it. And so the little boy or girl, they need it too. This will save their life. And when they're ready to do their initiation, they will remove it just like you've removed it. Okay, so you just say that. And the second thing is um, have them throw a couple of golden bowls, one exploding in their center, one exploding where the block was. Okay, so just to fill in this vacuum. Fill in the vacuum. I just need one second. Okay. And another thing, if the block was really sharp, like if it was a, a barbed wire, some people have barbed wire, like something that really hurt. Also have them take their healing cream. Everybody knows about their healing cream, energetic healing cream, you're good, okay. Take their healing cream, open the pot, take a big handful, and heal the wound. 
feel the, the pain. You put big, big handfuls of the cream, let the feelings come out. Okay, so that they're really generous with themselves. You can ask them the color of the cream, the color of the healing cream, so they can look with their energetic eyes and have a sense of the energetic. Close the cream. And then you can have a, a, a little test of how the energy is flowing. Okay, it doesn't, it's not a big deal. Okay, they don't need to go whatever to 50, more than 50% feeling. It's just, can they say, I feel sad? I feel angry. I feel fear. That's the test, basically. Okay, that's clear. How to remove an energetic block. A powerful healing. Great. Julia Mendel, you have some kind of chicken going on in the background. I'm going to mute you. This is Bali, you know, it's wild out there. There's some creatures, some peacocks, chickens, monkeys, like all this stuff is happening. So, okay. Can you repeat the part of uh, where you send the blockage? You make a clicker and you put the blockage. Like, no. Yeah, I know you're giving it to another child, but it's like. Yes. The, the client takes it in their hand and send it yeah. off. When you see the block is about to hit the golden cube, you make a hole into the golden cube of workspace so that it doesn't have resistance to go out. And then you close, you close the cube again. Yeah. Okay. Great. Thank you. I want to say a few things to you about this rage club. We're in this rage club space holder training. This is the last session that we have together, but it's not the end of our adventures together. Okay, there's a long road of adventures of Rage Club. So I will invite you, I will post a link for a Telegram group of the global network of Rage Club space holder around the world. We have a, a special, uh, a specialty Rage Club uh, space holder specialty group. The way this group works, Natalia and Natalia here and Jesse Eustace from Brazil are holding space for this group. We're meeting about once a month to share what we've learned, to, to ask questions, possibilities of God, I did this, it didn't work. Can you give me possibilities of this happened? Please, you know, what, what have you figured out? So it's a great group. Every six months, if you have not delivered an introduction to Rage Club or Rage Club in the past six months, oh, three months, sorry. We decided every three months, if you've not delivered a, a Rage Club or introduction to Rage Club, we'll say, look, this is the group for people who are actually delivering Rage Club will ask you to leave. And whenever you actually deliver an intro to Rage Club or Rage Club, you can come back in. But it's, it's not television, it's not a spectator group. So it's really for the people who are delivering this work. And then we can share our, our practices, our experiments, our experiences from Rage Club. So that's one thing. And the other thing is that I will send you two handbooks. I've written two handbooks. One was a basis from or Clinton's original Rage Club handbook. That's part one. This is about context. It's about what is really Rage Club about? What do you, there's a, a di more distinction than whatever we've been um, discovering here together. It's a great handbook, about 30 pages or something. And then there's a handbook number two, which is still quite in a draft state, but these are examples of context setting. So what, you know, the, what are the distinctions that you can bring in Rage Club and 
pra um, practices, um, exercises, and initiation that you can deliver in Rage Club with a full script. So you can just take an exercise, you have the script, and you can deliver it. So this is really ah, cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I, if one of the practices in this group of Rage Club is when you discover a new exercise that turns you on, like for example, Kiri last week shared with us, um, it was last week, I think, this experiment with the gremlin and the rage, please write it up as a script. It takes about 10 to 15 lines. It's not a big deal. You know, you say this as the space holder, you can say this, this, this distinction, and then this is how it goes. Groups of three, and, and whatever, you just explain the instruction of the exercise, send it in the group and I will add it into the handbook. So we keep growing our, our database of practices for Rage Club because this is not just for us. The handbook is not just for us. These are for generation and generation of people delivering Rage Club who um, whatever will discover other stuff, but they need the basis. They need the basic foundation discovery. So this is for the generation of Rage Club space holders to come. Cool. Okay. How many people have your date for your first or next introduction to Rage Club? Have a fixed date. Okay. The other people, for example, Beer Git. You delivered an intro to Rage Club, correct? I did an um, introduction. I will have another one, but I didn't fix the date yet. And I will, uh, and the people are interested to yeah. participate in Rage Club. So you get this, people just, are already interested. Yeah. People are already interested. And if you don't mm -hmm. give them a date, they can't register. They can't use that yeah. energy, that necessity from right now to register yeah. right now. Okay. So the thing is, Anytime you deliver an introduction, the, the next day, I'm not kidding, the next day or the, the day after, set your next date for your next introduction. Right. Already. And you already have the flyer. You already have the text. It, it's already made. You know, the first one is the hard one. Come up with the flyer. The, but the second one is just, you know, you use already what, you've, what you have. And fix the date. So we'll, we'll check that out about why you don't have a date yet. We'll be checking that out. And also for the other people who don't have an intro planned yet or the date. Julia, you wanted to say something? You're muted. Okay, I need to do it. So they can, it's an invitation to join the introduction again, not then the four-time offer of Rage Club online training. I mean, I, I thought I do the introduction and then I bring them to the four time. You've missed a part of the conversation that you need to do more than one introduction to have enough people for the four week rage club. I thought I will have the introduction with other people then. Yeah, you New need to people. have introduction with a bunch of different people. You know, you have seven people the first time and then seven whole new people the second time and then nine people, completely new people the third time. And then maybe, whatever eight or ten of them will come to the four weeks so but i can and it's an invitation to invite the people again to the in, in introduction 
So they do the introduction two or three times. They don't have to. Yes, they can do it. Every of your introduction is different. So they can do all the okay. introduction. And, but the purpose is, yes, to open the door to the four weeks rage club. So mm -hmm. basically in your introduction, especially the second, third, fourth one, already have the date for your four weeks. So you say to the people, this is when it starts. People can plan for the month long, even if it's two or three months later. Okay. I'm just checking. Okay. And the last thing I wanted to say is that I got a burst of inspiration being with you guys in this Rage Club Spaceholder training. And so next year, I've decided to do a whole three months exquisite transformational spaceholder food feast that starts with an introduction to Rage Club, followed by a Rage Club, a, a series of Rage Club, followed by a Fear Club. In the middle of the Fear Club starts a Rage Club spaceholder six weeks. And after the Rage Club spaceholder training six weeks, there's a Fear Club spaceholder training six weeks. And you invited to the whole thing. So, <laughs> come and spend three months with me in this feast. Yay. So yeah. yay oh, me. Oh. I fear my fear. <laughs> oh, I feel joy. So, so uh, this is what I wanted to say is that as a spaceholder, as a Rage Club spaceholder, you are learning, practicing, holding space what I would call as an authentic space holder. Okay, you're not a leader. Possibility management does not have leadership in it. Therefore, a true authentic next culture space holder is a space holder maker. You are a space holder maker. The people in your rage club are potential space holders. And that needs to be part of your context that their journey does not stop at the end of your rage club. This is the beginning of their journey, you know, or some step in their journey, in their path. That you need to have a door open, kind of in the back of your space about what happens next. Like that the, yeah, their, their adventure, their path, the, the possibility of transformation does not stop at the end of your own rage club. It's just a door. It's just kind of a, a corridor. It's part of the path. It's a, part of the bridge, but the bridge keeps going. And so, for example, to be clear that every time somebody gets a distinction in their five body, every time one of your participants, you can land in them a distinction and they get it in their five bodies, they become space holders for that distinction. They automatically become space holders for that distinction and your job is to empower them to deliver that distinction to their own circle, to their people. So you can scan, you can get, God, she really got centering. Okay, who is your village? Who are you going to deliver centering to? Because this, this has changed your life and it will change their life. So what is, you know, it's, this is not about you. You say whatever they're learning here is not about them. It's actually not for them. It's partly for them. This is not a self-help personal development space. This is a building next culture together. So that whatever life has a chance to life has a chance to happen on planet Earth before we burn it to the ground. 
you know, this is what you're holding space for. This is what the possibilities that you're holding space for. So your job is to invoke the spaceholder part of them and challenge them, to give them challenges. How can they let that little seed sprout to get that they're spaceholders? I mean, there's a woman who came to the last Rage Club spaceholder training and she was like, I'm, I'm not gonna hold Rage Club, whatever. She had all these stories. Somebody challenged her, she said, pirate agreement, you do an introduction to Rage Club. So she started. Yesterday was the end, the fourth session of a second four-week Rage Club. The people were so excited that they dragon speaking. One of the women in her dragon speaking said, Eva, I want this team to do a whole other Rage Club four weeks in January. I want this team to keep going. And Eva said, okay, we keep going. Same team in January, another four weeks. And she was so excited. She was just like, she, so... And, and she's getting it. Like, God, this is so alive. It's, it's a space that is so alive. So, so you can pass it on. Pass it on for your people to also be alive while holding space. Okay, don't keep the secret. And this is such a great space. And so one of the doors that is after this, if people are turned on about Rage Club, is to do the next Rage Club spaceholder training. That will happen sometimes in March or April. The one I will be holding. There's other people preparing themselves to deliver Rage Club spaceholder training. Okay. I mean, how many people, how many people did you come here because your the spaceholder of your Rage Club told you do Rage Club spaceholder training? How many people came because the Rage Club spaceholder were holding space for that possibility? Okay, God, not enough. I'm going to scream at these other people. They're not doing their job. <laughs> More people. Okay. <clears throat> I don't understand your question. Oh. Did you come here because when you participated in a rage club, the spaceholder of that rage club said, look, you're ready to deliver your own rage club. Go to rage club spaceholder training. Okay. Okay. So was that the case? Okay. Yay, we have one more person. One less person to scream at. <laughs> With my space holders, I decided to do the space holder training before I did the Rage Club. So I did the Rage Club in order to be able to do the space holder training. So, and I, they, they spoke about it. So that's not the reason, but they This spoke is good legend it. making from my part then. <laughs> <laughs> Back on me. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, so <clears throat> I want to going to practice with you guys to get into this territory of what you're angry about is what you care about. Does that make any sense to you guys? What you're angry about is what you care about. How many people have done this push shoulder practice to find out what is it you're angry about and what is it you care about? So anybody knows this practice? Yeah, it's a great thing to do. You can do it online. You just push against the wall, okay? You don't have to have the, you just need some kind of resistance. So the wall is enough resistance. You can do this push wall then practice about and say, I'm angry about this. I'm angry about this. I'm angry about this. And therefore, for example, I'm angry about deforestation. Therefore, what do I care about? If I'm angry about deforestation, the conversion is. I'm about forests. 
Okay, and, and bigger. I mean, it's bigger than that, really. Yeah. I care about Gaia. Yeah. I mean, I care about the animals. I care about a healthy ecosystem. I care about life. But what, I, what I'm angry about is really this, is the deforestation. So this practice is amazing because it tells you what your destiny is. What is your job? Because everybody here is angry about different things. Or maybe you're angry about the same thing and then you're collaborators, okay? But this is your destiny. This is what you're here to create. This is what you're here to change. Okay, people who say, well, you know, I, I don't know what my job is. I don't know what my mission is. I don't, and you just do this and then it's there right in front of you. It's so simple, so simple and powerful. Okay, if you're still angry about this thing, if you're angry about this thing, it is because you haven't created the change necessary or the shift necessary for you to not be angry about it anymore. Does that make sense? If you're still angry about it, then it hasn't really changed. You haven't created what needed to change. Okay, what is in the way of you creative changing it? What's in the way? I'm asking. Oh, I have an example. I can't, I have an example that I can't change it because it's, it's a one-sided piece and yeah i just when you say that yeah there's a piece that i'm angry about and it just keeps coming up and i'm i feel stuck in it okay what's the stuck part you're giving me a story and i don't think it's a story that is the that blocks it sorry can you say your question again yeah what is the thing that stops you from creating or changing what you're angry about what you're still angry about What's the force in your life that is blocking you? What is the force in Birgit's life? Birgit, what is the force in your life that you will not, you don't have a date for your next introduction to Rage Club? I will have a date or tomorrow after tomorrow. I'm asking right now, yeah. you don't have a date. But don't give me mm -hmm. this bullshit. What is, what is stopping you? other stuff this is crap other stuff there's no clarity in that Birgit what is stopping you what has stopped you for the past two weeks to set a date for your next introduction to Rage Club I wasn't decision uh, I wasn't clear enough to okay, go for what it. is the thing that makes you not clear enough Fear. Yes. Maybe. Maybe or not. Fear. Look, if you're trying to be, if you're trying to be confused about this, you know, whatever this can confuse. Why? Why are we not clear? Mm. What is the thing that's stopping us from having clarity, from being powerful, from saying it's now, it's here, it's happening. Does that make any sense that it's emotional fear? Yes. Yeah. So when you say it's other stuff with stories, this crap from your mind, crap from your gremlin. Okay. So 
where I wanted to go with this is to go into our emotional fear of what has stopped us from being Rage Club space holders or setting up the date for our first or next intro. And you can take, you know, if you're still, if you're delivering Rage Club right now, like for example, Annika, I also heard a story that from you last week that, you know, Julia said, okay, you're holding space, Annika. And what you felt was this huge emotional fear. That was your story. Okay, well, what is that? Okay, what, what, and the point is to go through the layers. There's these super, superficial emotional fear about being a rage of space holder, and then there's deeper fears. Okay, mm. So try to go down one, two, three, four, five, six layers to get to the core of it's something as simple as setting up your next date or promoting the rage club, talking to your circle. Anything about this? I mean, I'm not, I don't know. I'm not getting that you're getting this. I have a story that there's so many layers that I kind of won't get there. Okay. So that's, Jay, that's the, your mind, the mind. That's your experience yeah. from yeah. speaking from the fear with your mind. Okay. This is a great practice to just say one fear, go to the next layer. One fear, go to the next layer. And, and, and when you catch yourself going into this mind, big now story, just come back to yeah. the fear. Come back to the fear. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, let's try this. Let's go in, in pairs. We go in pairs, and one person is holding space, and you're writing down the fears that the that your partner is saying. And the first person, you just start, you close your eyes, you go into this territory of fear and say, I'm afraid of holding space for Rage Club. I'm afraid of setting my first date for Rage Club. I'm afraid of uh you know, owning the space of Rage Club because, and you keep going down. Okay, and the, the, and the other person, you're just listening. Okay, and we'll do this for about, uh, the other person you can, if they skip the, if they're not clear about what the fear is about, you can ask, you can say what the fear is really about. Okay, if they weren't clear about what it was about. And, but mostly you, you're listening. Great. Here we go. We have about five, six minutes per person. <clears throat> You're with me. Oh, okay, perfect. So just stay here. Just stay here. We'll do it together. Sorry. Mm -hmm.
I feel fear of showing up with my next event because I have this this emotional sadness of nobody wants is interested in that what I offer. Keep going. Do the, do the next layer. And I feel angry about that. I feel angry about myself isolating in my in my cave. Dart, keep your eyes closed. So try to not follow one thread. The thing is to go deep into the fear. Okay. So yes, those ones are emotional healing process, but go next layer of fear, and then the next layer. I feel the fear of setting up the dates and events and being alone and staying there with nobody coming. What's so scary about that? I feel like lost, like losing connection. Say it again with the fear. I feel fear of or because I feel fear of losing connection to the yeah, to, out, to to outside to people. I feel fear of not being connected. If you deliver rage club, then you will you're afraid that you will lose the connection with the people outside. Not even losing it, but not getting into connection. Okay, can you say the whole sentence? If I deliver a rage club, I feel fear of not getting into contact, into connection with the people, not reaching them, so they come. What's the real fear about this? Try to go one layer deeper. in your heart yeah yeah i feel i it doesn't make sense for my mind but i feel fear of being judged and punished for holding rage club thank you yeah keep going i feel fear of being prisoned and tortured for showing up for doing that mm -hmm. And again, I feel I feel fear of being punished for doing that, tortured. Yeah. You have about a couple more minutes. There might be another fear, sort of move sideways in the territory of fear. 
because that was kind of the core, one of the core fear. I feel fear of being fought against, fought against me. Mm -hmm. And being like unprotected, helpless. Being visible and attackable. Okay, so the fear of being visible is this fear of being attackable. Yes, like when the spotlight is on me, I am a target. Yeah. Yes. I feel fear of being betrayed and stabbed from behind, like. Mm -hmm. Go ahead, keep. I, I feel fear of not seeing every not being aware of every attack and so from somewhere have an open being open for for an arrow for a knife like i feel fear of being alone on the battlefield with nobody Great, that's great. You ready, you can open your eyes. I heard that you feel afraid of holding space for your next event, your rage club, because you're afraid that you'll be alone. Nobody will come. And it's this fear actually of being judged and punished. You feel fear of punished and imprisoned and tortured for actually delivering rage club. You also feel fear that you will be fought against, that you will, you will be alone in the battlefield and people will attack you, betray you even sideways and that you're afraid that you might not have enough awareness to notice all the attacks, all the possible knives coming. Because then you're afraid that when you're visible like this, you're holding space, you're, you're attackable. You're in the spotlight and therefore you're attackable, you're available for these attacks, you make yourself. Yes. Thank you. Thank you.
you have something to write on? Yes. I will do it with the upcoming lab that happens in two days. Okay. I get fear of holding space for the lab because I I feel fear that I have less clarity than my co-space will do and that then I should not choose. I should not decide what happens next, what's needed. I'm afraid that I have less clarity actually. I'm afraid that I'm afraid of being responsible for what happens next. What if it's wrong? What if it's not the most useful thing? I'm afraid. I'm afraid that it's what I decide might not be what is most useful right now. I'm afraid that I might not radically rely on my bright principles and I try to figure it out. I'm afraid that my offers will come from what seems to make sense instead of what is needed and wanted. I'm afraid of radically relying on these forces because Because nobody can, then nobody tell, can tell me that was the most useful or not. That was the right thing to do. I've, there's no reference anymore. But if I say Clinton has more clarity, then I can make an offer and check against his. He's the point of reference. I'm afraid of not having a point of reference. I'm afraid to make people, my people, a, a, a reference point. What they're feeling, what they're thinking, how they're doing. I'm afraid then I'm afraid of really going on a journey with them of exploration of maybe this work I'm afraid of doing something that doesn't work I'm afraid of doing something that doesn't work because I might lose, I might change my reputation. It might, what people think of me, my reputation. I'm afraid that people, that I have the reputation that 
I don't do always the most useful thing. What, what is my fear about that? <clears throat> I'm afraid that people have created expectations about me. I'm afraid I've created expectations about myself. I'm afraid about who am I if I am not sure about what is the most useful thing. This fear of being an explorator, of falling, just falling into the void. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. You feel fear about holding space for the lab in two days because you feel less clarity than the co-space holder. And you should not choose what is next and what is needed if you have not more clarity. Yeah. You feel fear of holding space because you feel fear of being responsible for what is next. And maybe that could be wrong. You feel fear of not doing the most useful thing. You feel fear of not radically relying on what is next. Yeah. And that you try to figure it out. You feel fear of that your offers make sense instead of being that what is needed and wanted. Sarah, I just afraid that you're looking for me yes or nod to get if we, I got it. Mm. Scanner to see if it landed or not and not me nodding. Can you repeat that again? My sound was. You own scan. With... Oh, sorry, sorry, I don't hear you well.
Again, please. No. Now I hear you. People are going to be into the main space. I was one or two of the fears to send your own scanner. No. I, I, I just hear half of what you say. It's cut off. I'm not, I'm not sure if it's on my side. Yeah, it's on your side, Antle. Yeah. You're breaking off. Thank you, Brigitte. Maybe it would help. Yeah, just come up, come back in. <laughs> 